1: What is happening, Patrick and Diesel Nation?
0: <laughs> you got me again.
1: I got you twice in a row now.
0: <laughs> hey, man, this one, this episode is one thats uh, I think we're both really excited to talk about. And there was a, a message we got from a member of Diesel Nation. And he said, hey, I'm in this career. I've been in it for a while. I'm not happy in it. I have a passion for diesel performance. How can I get into it? I don't know what to do. There's not a lot of places around me where I can go and ask, what what would you guys suggest for me to get into it or to just, you know, start investigating it? And so I thought it'd be great for you and I to tell our personal stories of how we got into it, what we were, you know, how we did it. So I'd love for you to kick it off and, and tell me, you know, how did you get into the diesel industry, and what were some techniques you used to be able to just open that door?
1: Oh, I love that question, Patrick. I listen to a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk, um Grant Cardone. I love these motivational guys. And Gary just had something recently about the saying of "and then what?" You're going to accomplish a goal, and then ask yourself, "and then what?" And then accomplish the next goal. And then ask yourself, and then what? Well, I've been playing, and then what, my whole life. And I'll tell you, it's been a wild ride. I've been in sales my whole life. When I was seven, eight years old, I used to live in downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And I had to sell chocolate bars for our Little League team so our parents didn't have to, you know, put up the money for our uniforms and our hats and whatnot for, um... You know, we did that, we went door to door, eight years old, and just started getting to know people and getting a, a chance to talk to people. It's crazy. Nowadays, you you don't hear that anymore.
0: No, it's different. It's different how how it can kind of start. Now, did you always feel like, like, did you find sales easy? Was it something, like, you really enjoyed or that you had to almost learn how to do?
1: I feel like... I was around it my whole life. My parents are both were both in sales their whole life, so they'd come home and talk about their sales experiences and I would just be so fascinated with sales and the process and what is going on in general that I had to be a part of it um when i was before I could get a car and everything, I was about fourteen fifteen years old. I am not kidding you. and you ha you can't have any shame in your game. I used to stand outside um route two in byron illinois with a cardboard sign i I actually still have the cardboard sign floating around somewhere and the sign read beanie babies for sale back when this beanie baby craze was nuts and I, i would just go to the grocery store buy like four or five beanie babies and then sell them like 20 minutes later with this sign And people like would stop over at this lady's house where I was working and like ring the doorbell and say, Hey, where's the beanie baby guy? (laughs) And I wasn't even there. And it's uh, I got like a name for like having all these beanie babies, I had a whole backpack full of them. And you know, I, I just had a need for always wanting. Well, really, what I was trying to do was get a car. And you know, I was 16 years old and I was doing what I had to do and i just kept asking myself and then what you gotta play the cards that are dealt in life you know you just gotta keep doing better as you go and you know uh long story short right there i had to share those experiences because eventually that's what got me into a dealership i had a chance to work at autoland outlets in roscoe the big truck lot right off uh i-90 the biggest interstate here and it's right by this toll booth so everybody slows down at the toll booth and they're rubbernecking to the side saying oh man how many trucks are there people pulling right there at the next exit and before you knew it i was selling somebody that was from out of state god only knows where they're from a truck and they're picking it up and um you know you just gotta not be scared to talk to people to if you don't know the answer, just get them the right answer. Surround yourself with the right people that absolutely know the right answer. If you don't know, and I think that's been a huge part of asking myself what's next. You know,
0: my the way I got into it was like it was so different. If I think back to you know being uh, a kid, teenage years, you know, through my early twenties, is I was I just never good at sales per se um i never really thought that i had the personality for it or like the vision or anything but i remember that i had this passion that started to grow with diesels and with trucks and what they could do and the power and all the different things and what happened was that passion overcame say the hesitation that I would have, like, could I sell a diesel part? Could I talk about it? Could I talk to people on the phone? Um, Could I help them? And it just, it it took a while, took a few years. And I think a lot of the listeners that message us, they're right there. It's like the, the passion is just starting to overcome the, can I do this? How do I do it? And eventually that's what leads. So I think the passion like that you described passion that I have and others out there that's the main motivation you know and for me it was i'm i'm tired of being so removed from this passion you know i'm reading about it i'm having to watch it on videos and stuff i want to be in it i want to be around it i want to know these people i want to see these trucks i want to watch the dyno i want to go to the track and watch these trucks use these parts in a certain way so i just had to bug a company for five months (laughs) (laughs) and that's what i did As it was emails, it was calls, it was following up, it was being persistent. And they were like, "Um, you know, we're interested, we do want to hire a new sales rep, but we're not quite ready. And every two to three weeks, I'd email the owner for five months. And those guys you mentioned that you've listened to, I've listened to a lot of them as well and they they talk about something and that's persistence
1: absolutely
0: and you're gonna hear no and you have to be able to not hear no but just hear not yet so if you know one side of this is getting into the sales and marketing um do you love to sell products do you love to lay out you know the product information the pricing the lead time what it does do you like to help people do you like money you know, if, if it's commission based, do you like, do you like having your actions be rewarded with, you know, a commission, right? Um, some people that motivates them, others, they find motivation in other things. So those are things I would encourage our fans out there, people thinking about this is, do you want to get into sales? Do you want to get into marketing? Do you want to talk about parts? Do you want to, you know, bring these products To people all over the country.
1: Yeah, that's definitely something you have to, you know, have that set up. You can't help people with every single thing, of course, but I'll tell you what, um, if you're looking to get a shop started, and you might already have something going where you got a weekend deal, you know, Saturdays and Sundays are your time to work on close friends of yours' vehicles, and maybe you're thinking about starting you know to lease a piece of property down the road and it has a two lift set up in it who knows if this is you you know my best advice is to call these major companies in our industry and simply talk to them about dealer pricing i think once um a shop owner sees really you know, most of the time there's a buy-in and most of the time that they make it worthwhile for you to be a part of their business as well. If you shop around and find out who you want to do business with, like PPEI for example, if you want to use them for all your tuning, call PPEI and find out what kind of setup they can do for you. Like if you, uh, you know, can you get a bunch of AutoCals? Can you buy a V2? these are questions that need to be answered, and everybody is so different. If you do a lot of suspension work, you know, you're going to want to call the person or the place that you know the most. I tell people, w- work with what you know and build off of that, and that's such a huge thing. You, you have to build a history, and I'm talking about going back to, I don't care, sweeping the shop at, you know, who knows Dan's Diesel Performance. You want to you want to make money, you want to get surrounded, bring a broom and go knock on the door. I guarantee not one shop owner is going to tell you to go home. That's
0: that's true. That's that start. It's it's so crucial to get it. However you do, whether it is doing that, like just hanging out with the guys at the track, maybe helping them, um, yeah, being around, maybe stopping by, you know on a friday at five o'clock and just chatting with the guys before they head home and you know when you're around they might say hey well do you want to how about you're around here all the time how about we pay you and you, you know you're on the phones or you're working on the trucks or you know something like that you have to create the opportunity to get your foot in the door any number of different ways there's no one way to do it there's no three ways to do it
1: and use what you got use your resources if you know somebody that works there i don't care name drop do whatever you got to do to get your foot in the door i'm telling you if you want to get in that bad you're going to find a way to get in and build off of that but it just kind of matters what stage of your business i guess you would really want to achieve i mean guys that have huge successful businesses like um you know, like for one that comes to mind, that's uh, something that just really took off from a few classic builds was Carolina diesel trucks. Um, the, the shop just, they have a really good front on Instagram. They have a really good um, website. They have really good ways to get a hold of them. And places like that are surviving and doing the best. Places that are easily accessible, um, making themselves available to the public.
0: That is true. So for like this, this listener, the passion's there for him. He's got the excitement for it. He's at that point where the passion is, it's going to take him somewhere. And so he's got to ask that question. Do I want to go work for someone and, you know, start selling parts, start you know, doing marketing, um, start doing any number of different things these companies need help with. Or do I want to start my own business and that's where it gets into this area I know we're both really passionate about and love to see it, is being an entrepreneur, it doesn't necessarily, it, whether you have a diesel shop or you sell anything, there's certain core things about doing it that they're just, they're like universal truths. So in my own story, When I was thinking about doing it, I talked to as many business owners as I could. People that were in diesel, people that weren't in diesel. Um, I wanted to ask those who had done it, how'd they start? Um, How did it take off? How long did it take until you actually made enough money to pay yourself? Um, Did you want to do a storefront, you know, have bays, have people working for you? Um, take out a small business loan. Did you want to start smaller? What were some challenges that you have? So the advice I would give is talk to people who have done it because there's a huge story behind it where they will tell you, right? Hey, you need to come into it with this amount of money or you need to come. You don't need the money. You need the vision. You need an idea. You mean a gut check? They'll gut gut
1: check you. You do. Oh, business will do it. I love, you know, some people think of haters as like a bad thing. A little negativity in life from other people—you got to kind of. There's always that friend or family member that will pick your business idea and plan apart, and that's the person that you want hearing the story about what you're about to try to accomplish. And you know, uh, those are the one; those are the things that you need to listen to. Um, What the naysayers are going to say, not that you should care about what they have to say, really. At the end of the day, because you're going to do what you want to do, but. Try to look at everything from every angle possible. You know, and it's that passion and that motivation that you're talking about. either have it or you don't. I don't think there's a a middle ground there. Um, If you're going to do it, just do it. Surround yourself with everybody you possibly can. Go to these diesel events. Meet these people. Um, You know, and if you have a shop, this is a great piece of advice. You have to get the crew around you you have to get people to squat up with you and represent your business and try to get some players in the game some guys that are running pretty cool times at the track pulling at the fairs all every weekend the guys that are cruising around and they're well known those are the guys you want wearing your stickers you don't have to have a g'd out 6-4 to be cool you know, I mean, it is cool to have it, don't get me wrong, but let somebody else do your advertising for you and spend the money on the things that matter most for your shop. What kind of tools and service you want to provide? Yeah, that's that's really
0: good advice. That's where I, I think in that beginning stage of starting a shop, you can be pulled in any number of different directions with ways to market, things to do, how to find you know, good help. But the core of the business it is what makes the successful ones become successful. You got the passion, then you get the team, and then you get the systems. You know, that's something that, that figures into it as well as who is going to answer the phone, who is going to work on the trucks, who is going to order parts, um, who's going to keep the shop clean, who's going to welcome, you know, there's all these different elements to it where your circle there with your business is is what's gonna determine if it's successful and then how successful it becomes. And I got great advice from someone not even involved in trucks. And they, they had said, you know, in their industry, there's a million voices, a million companies that are doing, maybe not necessarily a million, but there's lots of them, that are doing what they wanted to do. They had to separate themselves how you do that depends on you know your business your team your passion but you have to do something different and all this needs to this like this conversation we're having this all needs to happen before you get a tax id before you choose a business name before you tell your wife or girlfriend yeah hey this is what i want to do you have to plan this we're out we're going all in we're going all in <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to go out go out need as much because We've got to spend money on this or that or whatever it might be, but it's a long process. It's not a week. Um, For me, it took probably a year and a half or two years. I think the seed was planted probably a decade before when I thought, one day, I want to have my own company. And uh, all of our timelines are are different, but there's so many resources. Like, look at the guys on the podcast we talked to. They all have a story. They're all a little different. Every
1: single one. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, and everybody has a, and I, that's how I remember people. I remember about people on what they basically, what they drive every day to work. And I also remember people's story in life in general. Um, You know, some of this stuff reminds me, we need to get um, Tim Slater on the show. He's from Centurion Fleet Service here in Illinois. And we've had, I've had him on as guests before and, he is such an inspiration on a um, a shop startup oh my god like this is the type of guy that runs a million miles an hour he surrounded himself with the right people and you know it's it's really cool you know you listen to him talk I I went head to head on a thirty thousand K budget build episode with him and he just talked about six leaders and blew our listeners' minds on that episode because there's some things that people drill into and specialize in, and then there's Tim Slater, and his specialty um, is just being a nerd in, in general in such a good way in aviation and diesel and everything. And, you know, a guy like that, that he really did tell his his old lady that we're going all in and they, they really did it. And that's not a joke. I mean, people that want to do well in life, they're going to do whatever it takes to make that happen. They realize that if they're going to go all in, they have to quit their full-time gig and they better not mess this up because there's nothing else for plan B.
0: That's the, that's the other element I would encourage anyone out there that's thinking about this to take into consideration is that, very few exceptions in business are overnight successes. A lot of them take a while to get going. Um, one of my favorite stories that I heard is with uh, Clint Cannon from ATS Diesel. And they, they do this yearly dealer training where these shops from all over the country will go there. And they spent more time. I mean, you can spend a whole week with them basically. But he tells this story of how he started building torque converters and he built them for there's like cars and gas trucks and stuff like way in the early nineties. And he started to see these diesels breaking converters. So he's like, Hey, I'm going to pull one apart and I'm going to put it together and, you know, try to make it better. And he did that and they moved into a small shop Well that small shop, you know, a f- couple years later, it's now a little bit bigger. And then five, six, seven, eight years later, now it's a hundred thousand square foot building. That is one of the most impressive diesel, sites and manufacturing places that anyone will find. And that is big. It is. And the, the part that got me the most was somebody asked him at one of these meetings, why purple? Why are the transmissions and turbos purple? (laughs) You know, and (laughs) it was, I've wanted it to be different. Um, I wanted it to be, when you saw this product, it didn't look like anything else out there. And that's one example, but, You got to do it you know you go all in you got the passion you figured out that you want to do it and make yourself different whether it's the color of the product whether it's a whole product that nobody's ever thought of whether it's a service um maybe there are no diesel performance shops in a particular area well if there's diesel trucks around they're going to need to go somewhere that's going to make you different so there's a bunch of different levels to it
1: and there are diesel Mm -hmm. trucks everywhere every everywhere you go no matter what you do you're always you're always around it, everybody is. People don't even realize it sometimes, probably. But you can't get away from it. Um, I, just, I just wanna go back to kinda talking about sales. You know, in life, I've been a debt collector as well. That was one, of the, and a telemarketer. I've been both these positions. So I feel like um, you kinda have to, in sales, you have to build your life knowledge base and use your whole life experience to help your next customer. Um, I just think that if you have the passion to treat people like you would want to be treated, that it's not that hard. Just help people out and treat them like a human being, and you will do great. Um, It's unbelievable how much that doesn't exist anymore. If uh, you don't know an answer, you can always find out. That's why you're surrounding yourself with these great kind of people, you know? And then not everybody's going to know every single answer to it. That's the thing.
0: Oh, it's impossible. It's it, that's was most of my probably first 6 to 12 months when I got into this. Yeah. Way back when was a guy would call, and they could ask any question. And I didn't know anything about, like, this 6-liter turbo. Like, I don't know what this standpipe thing is and all this stuff, but I could say, I don't know the answer.
1: Yeah, you know, this is no fair because doctors and lawyers, they get to practice their whole entire career working. We, everybody needs to, you know, have that mentality that they're practicing too. They can practice as well.
0: So one of the things that we had done on the podcast, it might've been a year and a half, two years ago, is we did an episode talking about, do you want to start a diesel shop? To this day, we still get questions about it. I think one came in last week, um, one a couple days ago. And in that episode, we went through, you know, how do you open an account? Um, Who should you open accounts with? Where are you going to source your parts from? Um, Should you get a UPS account? Kind of the real details, but with what kind of feedback that we've both been getting from the Diesel Podcast fans is okay, I understand that part of it, but how do I know if this is right for me? How do I know if I should do it? So it's really cool learning about your journey. I didn't know where you started, you know, and, and how you have evolved into, you know, these different industries, these different things that you did. And our stories are a little bit different. And I think that's really going to help people out there because I know we both want to do this. We want to encourage people to come into it. We need new new blood new ideas new new motivation that's what makes is going to keep this the the diesel industry progressing and growing to where maybe one day it is as big as the gas world you know we have the the bright minds and the people that want to work and just that's what's going to keep it going 10 20 50 years from now so we want to encourage everybody's
1: going to have a definitely a different story but the good news to my story is this By selling those chocolate bars, when I was seven and eight years old, I was able to meet the greatest baseball player on the face of this earth, shake his hand and get a picture with him, Henry Aaron, the original home run king. Before Barry Bonds and the whole juicing thing, you know, came around. I know our listeners probably could care less about baseball, but Hank Aaron, what an incredible experience, all because I got in people's face and got comfortable with being uncomfortable which is a a big thing and also to those people are like do you sell beanie babies or whatever and want to hate i still have a princess diana beanie baby um i saved one that was the only one that i saved and it's still in the case and it's uh in a nice lock box and at the bank and everything so it's really cool that i don't even know what the Thing is worth or whatever, but one day I'll be able to hopefully turn that into some cash and, and laugh about it and say, man, I used to, 15 years old, I used to ride my bike with a be- uh, a duffel bag full of Beanie Babies making money. It's all about the journey. The journey, you have to enjoy the ride, enjoy it, and learn from each and every experience. I used to work at Burger King in the drive-thru and take your order. I was the Burger King. And getting just that experience with communicating with customers and taking an order and getting them boom, boom, boom through the drive-thru and having a um, drive through time and everything like that. Just every little thing in life um, from washing dishes at another job that I had. I've had so many jobs. But my claim to fame is I have never been fired for from any job in my entire life. I have always made it to the next job unscathed knock on wood so far so good and uh if you just have that positive mental attitude in life about always wanting to do better the next day and uh trying not to burn any bridges or blow any up on the way man i think most people do very well in this industry because we're surrounded by guys who are similar who all they want is to have the same outcome on their truck have it to be set up and have a nice ride. It's not that much to ask.
0: That's a great lesson. That's a great lesson for people out there. What I would summarize, you know, from my journey is you have to go into it and come to terms with one thing is that is that nobody may believe in you. They may not believe in your idea or your vision. They don't need to. And, that's, that's hard to come to terms with. It it was for me, you know, but not everyone around me said, Hey, this is a great idea, Patrick, you should go do it. That's going to be awesome. No, that was a lot of what are you thinking? Why? You know, it was, you know, when you're trying to get it going and there are the struggles and you have to allocate things different ways and people are like, why are you doing this? Like why? So you listen to them but you don't actually listen to them you know you got to have some tough skin you got to make sure you have the passion for it and then just keep the blinders on i mean there's there are things the constructive criticism which is good you do need to listen to it but just accept not everyone may believe in what you want to do and just use your passion to fuel it and combine it with gosh all the things we've talked about and go do something go go, go change about, industry
1: yeah Think about what I'm doing right now. I'm selling diesel and gas motorhomes and travel trailers to the public um, for a full-time job. Um, and I'll tell you what, you know, it's uh, unbelievable. Um, you know, no matter what you do for a living, you just, if you know that you're surrounding yourself with the right team, and I, I think that's a huge thing, you got to have the right team, you're going to just move forward from that.
0: Awesome, man. I think I think we help Diesel Nation
1: out absolutely well we have to help diesel nation out because diesel nation for me personally has paid my mortgage has paid my truck payment my ron burgundy my truck payments and everything like that if i just want to say thank you to all of our listeners because honestly we surround ourselves with each other and but we all bounce the same ideas um, off each other that's why I like to do these podcasts so we don't sound like a broken record talking to all these people throughout the week we can knock it all out at once and you know if you want to follow me I I never really give people my my Instagram I just switched it up for the podcast actually just today and I want to invite everybody to uh, follow me Um, I'm going to be posting some cool stuff about just trucks, of course, in general. Um, I have always had some cool builds going on in my life and um, like to reminisce a little bit and uh, also just keep in touch with fans in general. Um, we, You know, a lot has happened since last time I talked. I uh, got to do some announcing at the Bayern Diesel Drag Days, and I'll tell you what, it was a huge turnout Um, tons of trucks came. There was a couple guys that were just running unreasonable times, (laughs) like. (laughs) And uh, we have a couple really good shows in the pipeline for our listeners. Oh my God, we have this LBZ. I'll just tell you, it's been kicked out of the drag strip before for running uh, an 11 second pass for not having um a cage. So the guy, most people would just get real serious about, you know, not wanting to go back and blah, blah, blah. Um, The guy lived probably five, six hours away from Byron, Eagle River, Wisconsin. Has this shop up there. And comes back to the drag strip the other day. Full Lexan replacement windows. This LBZ is like on a diet, like from hell, (laughs) fully caged out. It's got this beautiful twin kit on it, 475 over stock, simple build, 60% over injectors and a dual fueler. And I was, I was like, who is this guy? You know, I pull up right away and the truck immediately caught my attention. So long story short, I kind of have a knack for picking those kind of trucks out. Um, from the crowd, and before I knew it, he was stealing the show. He uh, won most unique truck for the day, and also won the bracket series final, and he beat my arch enemy Nick Cannon uh, in the finals on a double breakout. And I want to talk to him about bracket racing. I'm going to talk to him about um what a double breakout is. We're going to talk to him about racing NHRDA because he had a chance to uh, do a little bit of that with the same truck. And the LBZ is a stock bottom end truck. And he had a dial in time of, I think it was like 1090. I was like, this thing is just ripping on a stock bottom end, you know?
0: Yeah, that's going to be a great one. I look forward to, I look forward to that one. And the, the feedback we've been getting on iTunes, on Instagram, on facebook there's so much excitement and guidance for us we love the listeners to tell us hey get this guy on talk about this i want to know about this engine build or this truck or this turbo so you guys listen out there keep doing it um keep uh you know commenting on itunes rating youtube facebook all those places we do yeah
1: rate us that is our best way to for you guys to say thank you to us
0: yeah man now since you stole the intro with the what is up diesel nation i get to i get to uh (laughs) i get to have the conclusion right
1: (laughs) well one more i gotta conclude with one more thing my instagram account is danny underscore the diesel podcast there you go all right me up
0: (laughs) hit him up all right guys till next time keep the shiny side up